Just an unbelievable choke job by the Michigan State football team. Shout out to the coaching staff. We're going to get to you right off the top. And then, hey, at least the basketball team didn't melt down against Villanova, which was a pretty good win. We're going to talk about that too this episode. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, what a miserable episode to tune into. I'm not going to lie to you. This is terrible. Uh, not entirely. Uh, the basketball team won. We're going to get to that later on in this show. But we have to talk about the worst loss that Mel Tucker will ever have as a Michigan State coach here in a hot second. But first, hey, I just have to thank you very much. Genuinely. I, I, I cannot mean this anymore. Thank you so much for making us your first listen or watch every single day here in the Locked On Podcast Network. If you're listening or watching a Michigan State show after they just collapsed against Indiana with a 17-point lead at home, you, you are a true Michigan State fan. Or you're a fan of a different team, and even then, I, I, can't, I can't fault you. For listening to this show because what a fun episode this is going to be. Um, I'm wearing my WTF shirt right now. And below, if you're not watching on YouTube, it says, where's the fireball? And yeah, I could use a fly. I could use a lot of that on Saturday. But also just WTF, what was that game on Saturday? Um, look, let's take it from the top here. <laughs> that is the worst loss. Of the Mel Tucker era, and I, that's a that's a no brainer. Like so far in his three years at Michigan State, that, that that is the worst loss he has had here so far, and it is also the worst loss he will have here at Michigan State, unless he loses to Richmond next year or some directional school. But no, never in the Mel Tucker era from here on out. Whether that's three years from now, eight years from now, will we see a loss that is as bad? as having a home game against a team that has lost seven straight games, and you are up against this team 17 points at halftime, and you are getting the ball to start the second half, and you collapse. Oh, and by the way, one of these teams had bowl eligibility on the line. One of these teams played with the urgency of a team that had to win this game to get to bowl eligibility, but guess what? It was not the team coached by Mel Tucker. It was the team instead coached by Tom Allen, who played with the urgency, who came back from a 17-point deficit to beat you, embarrass you in your home stadium. Because, well, look, the coaching staff completely destroyed this game for these kids. And <laughs> I get it. I know what you're going to say. I'll, I'll beat you to the punch, actually. Hey, Matt, you idiot. It was a 22-yard field goal. Our kicker should be able to kick a 22-yard field goal. Okay, yeah, you're right. Uh, a kid should be able to hit a kick from 22 yards. Except, here's the, here's, here's the real issue. I knew that wasn't going in. I know you knew it wasn't going in. The kicker knew it wasn't going in. The holder knew it wasn't going in. Anyone on the offensive line knew that final kick to win in regulation they all knew it wasn't going in. Everyone in the stadium knew that kick probably wasn't going in. Because it is week 12. It is week 12. Not not one, not two, not three. We are at the end of November. 
it is well established that you have no kicking on this team. So, okay, at the end of the game, you have options. Uh, let's put the ball in the middle of the field, or let's put it on the hash. And not just any hash. The same hash that your kicker missed from two weeks prior in Illinois. Sprayed the kick. Didn't even come close to making it. Let's just put it on that same hash for him. And, oh, no, no I'm, I'm actually going to beat you to another punch. I get what Eli Collins did. Eli Collins was supposed to run to the right, center the ball. Instead, he cut left, put it on the hash mark. That's still coaching. That's still coaching. You grab Eli Collins in that timeout by the face mask, and you say, hey, if you don't have a hole on the right open, you dive. You dive in the middle of the field to set up your incompetent kicker up for a game-winning field goal because, hey, this kid sucks, all right? I, it's very mean of me to say. It, it is, I, I'm doing something horrible. I, I'm really going hard on a college kid. But your kicker sucks, all right? He's horrible. He can't even make an extra point with certainty, okay? Don't put him on a hash, Eli. Dive on the field. But instead, he juts to the left. And here's the thing. You know what? Before we get to the rest of the game, let's talk about after the game, all right? I am so sick of hearing this man that has already locked up his $95 million contract putting every single loss on these kids. And before I go any further, look, I think Mel Tucker is the guy going forward. I think he still is the guy to lead this program. And if you're rolling your eyes, I get it 100%, but let me add some context to this. He is the CEO that you want running your program from Sunday to Friday. On Saturday, he is John Mel Smith. This man is John Mel Smith running this because he has proven time and time again he cannot coach on Saturdays. He cannot coach on Saturdays. And if you think that's too extreme, please comment below on YouTube or email me, lockonspartans at gmail.com. Spot the lie. Tell, tell me where he has earned the right to be taken as a serious coach on Saturday. In his career at Michigan State, he has either lost by double digits or loses against Indiana teams with a 17-point lead in the second half at home, and that's no fluke. That's incompetence with coaching. It is incompetence with coaching. So let me get to, after the game, what happened here. And why I'm so sick of hearing from this guy time and time again after the game saying, and I'll, you know what, if you don't know by now, I'll decode it for you. Anytime after the game, he says that, oh, it's execution errors. Oh, we're, we're struggling with execute. That's him throwing the players under the bus in the nicest way possible. And I get it. In the start of the year, maybe it is. You know what? Look, Michigan State has not had a good year at all. 100%. And yeah, when you go this far back on the depth chart with your injuries and suspensions, you know what? Maybe it is execution errors. I get it. But when it is week 12, when it is week 12 and you can't coach your team properly to close out a 17-point lead and win against a horrendous Indiana team, who's that on? Is that on the players? Or is that on coaching? Oh, 
And, of course, we got the free space marked off in our bingo card after the game. Oh, it's it's execution errors. We had some problems. I'm going to tell my players on film where they did wrong. Let me flip the script for you, okay? I'll tell you where you screwed up. It's the entire season, Mel, okay? Enough of the execution errors. It's week 12. If there's still this simple of execution errors going on, this late in the season, that's on you. That is on the coaching staff. Hey, these players are screwing up. Oh, no. If only there was a group of adults to coach them, to guide them, to mentor them, to not make stupid mistakes at the end of the game in pivotal moments. I don't know. We'll call them coaches, for example. Shouldn't that be you? I get it. Eli Collins maybe should have sent him the... Don't put him in that situation. Eli Collins played his ass off, by the way. He was the reason you were even in that game to begin with. He defied everything that you idiots did beforehand with your blown special teams, which we will get to in a hot second. The lack of tackling on defense and your idiotic play calls on third and fourth and short. He defied all that. He kept you in the game. I'm not going to let one play define Eli Collins' career, his senior year. Of course not. I'm going to let it define the season, though, which is now about to be 5-7. and seven, And no, this team's not going to win at Penn State. Not with this idiot coaching staff. No. This was on you. And I'm so sick of the press conferences after the game where they are throwing these players under the bus saying execution errors. Oh, when it's this bad. When it's this bad, again, the seventh press conference that we had to hear execution errors being used as an excuse, one or two times, okay, fine. The seventh, I'm not going to swear, the seventh time around, that's on the $95 million man. And I, <clears throat> we're going to get to this more. I, I need to get to an ad break right now. Simply Safe Home Security is the best. They are not like Michigan State's coaching staff. They are actually the best. They will take care of you. Uh, because they are, again, not like the Michigan State coaching staff. They will absolutely protect you and put you in winning situations. Did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off of their award-winning security system so that families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Kind of like Indiana felt when they were down 17 points at half. They probably felt safe and secure because they know that a bunch of morons are on the other sideline and are going to coach themselves to a loss. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. Um, look, I'm supposed to share a personal experience with Simply Safe. Help me, but um, how about uh, an analogy? Uh, Indiana is just at home on their sideline in East Lansing in an away game, and they see Mel Tucker on the other side. And it's like, oh, my God, is that guy going to steal a win from us? And no, it's simply safe. Pinged Indiana said, hey, all you got to do is just do the slightest bit of work in the second half, and you're going to get the win. That's kind of what Simply Safe does to you in the home security realm. They will alarm you. They will notify you and tell you what you got to do to get your at-home victory. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off of any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on college. 
This is their biggest discount of the year, so do not wait. That's simplysafe.com slash college. There's no safe like simply safe. And before I get to this next segment, um, you could probably tell my voice, I need a drink of water, so just let me do that really quick right now. Okay, thanks a lot. Appreciate that. Um, oh, man, this is, um, it is infuriating. And you know what? I, I did 24-hour rule this. Uh, this video was coming out Sunday. This podcast is coming out Sunday because after the game, I was in no shape to talk. And no, it wasn't booze-related. God, I wish I drank anything during that game. No, it's because I was very emotional, very passionate after this game. And if you haven't figured it out by now... A lot of my thoughts after the game actually still last 24 hours after that complete choke job by Michigan State and the staff. And look, if you've made it this far, <laughs> you're probably thinking that either I'm, you know, correct and I align with your thoughts, you you agree with what I'm saying, or you're wondering when I'm going to start talking about the players because, look, yeah, they played horrible as well. When a, a, a choke that bad happens, up 17 points at half, and not just that, up 17 points at half, and you're getting the ball to start the second half, and you still collapse against not just a team, a team that lost seven straight games, a team that only had seven passing yards in regulation, when something that big happens, it, it, it's not entirely on one unit, whether it be coaches, the defense, the offense, the specialty, no. It's on everyone. It, it, that A choke that bad in a spot that big on senior day to get to a bowl game. It's on everyone. The defense opted out of tackling. Like, they couldn't finish plays. They let Dexter Williams act like he was Marcus Mariota in 2014. Like, it was unbelievable. The offense... I, I look, I, I could take this two ways right now. We could either talk about Peyton Thorne, who, like, overall, a fine game. And I, you probably just punched your dashboard hearing that I just said it's a fine game. But overall, it was a fine game. However, his errors, when he makes a mistake, are glaring mistakes. Glaring mistakes. For example, start of the game. First and goal at the two-yard line. Okay, we, we did two runs that were never going to work. And then, oh, it's, it's third of, yeah, it's third down. Keon Coleman streaking wide open at the end of the end zone. He misses him. Okay, well, you think you could have used a touchdown there. Or later on in the game, fourth and two. You know what's a good idea? Not throwing it to Jaden Reed that's wide open in the flat, but throwing it into two receivers that are in the same spot with three defensive backs in the area. Like, I... Look, I, is Peyton Thorne the guy? Maybe not. Probably not, actually. And that's the deadest wrongest. The deadest wrongest I've been about anything this entire year is that, no, maybe he's not the guy. And the defense, I we've covered that already. But the special teams, we know about the kicking. It's a complete disaster. But Ross Ells has to leave. No doubt about it. I, I'll, I'll send the U-Haul to his house personally. I, it, it, he is the epitome of what do you even do here? You idiot. <laughs> like, the special teams are a complete and utter disaster. The best thing that Ross Ells has done in his tenure at Michigan State is not have a punter from the Mark D'Antonio era in Bryce Barringer leave. His teams can't return kicks like they used to, okay? His team can't do really... 
you know what the best thing... I'm sorry, the second best thing is that Jacob Slate has big hands. You know, he blocked that kick against Rutgers, but no. On the kickoff team, obviously, hey, we're up 31-17. to Let's erase that immediately. Okay, that was the easiest touchdown that I've ever seen on a kickoff. And then also to start the game, why don't you just mosey on to the 50-yard line? Ross Ells has no business being employed as a special teams coach. And here's the kicker, too. He's also the linebackers coach. Yeah, because they've had a really good year, too. Get out of town. So what I would do with Ross Ells' position is hire what I would call, and this is a really analytical thing I'm about to say, so um, if, you, if you're not a, a big football person, you might not understand what I'm about to say. Uh, Ross Ells is gone. He has to leave. So in his spot for the 10th assistant coach, I would hire what they call an adult, okay? Just an adult in the room. Because Michigan State, they tried to lose. I'm sorry, not they. The players tried to win. The coaching staff tried to lose against Wisconsin, right? The end of the game was a complete disaster. Just monkey business going on with the end of the game situation, the clock management. The Illinois game was a complete bleep show. But begrudgingly, I'm sure the coaches were furious about this, that the players turned out with a win. And after those wins, what did we talk about? That one day this is going to bite you. This clownery at the end of the games is going to bite you. And I would, and this is where I was really the idiot. I would always use the example of, hey, maybe it's uh, one day you're going to get popped by a really good team and it's going to cost you. Maybe it's going to cost you a New Year's Six Bowl game or a trip to Indianapolis. But that was me looking at it through green-tinted glasses. And now I can see the reality is that this team is nowhere effing close to anything of that magnitude. Ever since Kenneth Walker walked out the door. We could have that conversation later on if you guys would like. <laughs> yeah, but no, it, it didn't cost you against a good team like a Penn State or uh, a Michigan or an Ohio State. No, it, it that tomfoolery at the end of the game cost you against Indiana, who is... No. <laughs> I was going to say one of the worst teams in the Big Ten East, but no, you... Actually, it's Michigan State is one of the worst teams in the Big Ten East now. Because, well, at the bottom of the barrel in the Big Ten East, it's now Michigan State, Indiana, Rutgers. They've all beaten each other once. They've all lost to each other once. And now, Mel, you're part of that, thanks to you. Um, no, I would hire an adult because there is no way that this team can be trusted going forward with a $95 million man as the head coach. And that's what kills me the most about him throwing the players under the bus week in and week out about the execution errors and all the BS on top of that. All right. I get that the upperclassmen are not your players. You've had them for two years or even this year. You've had them until late November. This is a you issue. They are making simple, stupid mistakes this late in the season because they don't have guidance. All right. Or fourth and one, for example, Hey, let's do a pitch play. That's going to count five or take five seconds to develop. That's coaching as well. Okay? And look, hey, it's not like you don't have the extension. You are locked in for 10 years at $95 million. You're not competing for your job. You're not going out there and saying all these quotes to keep your job. You already have it. And no, of course, you're not going to do the whole fire Mel thing. Like, well, let's be adults about this, all right? His buyout is massive, even if you did want him fired. All right? But the job is locked up, Mel. Enough of throwing the players under the bus. Take some accountability and stop 
with the BS of saying, oh, it's execution errors, or oh, we're going to do a film session and show the players where they screwed up. How about where you keep screwing up, you idiot? I, 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 how about that? How about just some shred of accountability as you just went peach bowl, thanks to Kenneth Walker, because I'm fully on board on that train now. Kenneth Walker brought you to the Peach Bowl, not you. And you don't have any benefit of the doubt anymore. You just lost a 17-point lead against Indiana. Like, I, I, I would find it incredibly hard to believe anyone still has any benefit of the doubt because, and if you do, give me all your reasons. I get it. it, it the recruiting is fine, I guess. But here's a silver lining, too, in all this, since you just lost out on a bowl game. So you're going to have a lot of time to recruit in person in December because you couldn't hold on to a 17 point lead against Indiana to make a bowl game. So yeah, try to secure that top 30 class that, yeah, cause that's what we all wanted in June when you're rolling out the Lamborghinis and Ferraris and everything is a top 30. Cl- I'm just, I'm sick of it. And um, look, maybe I bounce back eventually, but no, this, this year, this season has taken every bit of benefit of the doubt out of me. And I'm sorry, like, look, that doesn't make me a bad fan. I I was going to say, I'm sorry if that makes me a bad fan, but I know it doesn't because I'm still watching these games at the end of November, and anyone still watching these games is a pretty damn good fan. But uh, I'm just so, I'm just so irritated at the post-game press conferences of just the executioners, that's all. I hope this made sense to anyone. Um... Because even after 24 hours after that game, I'm, I'm still furious. That was John Mel Smith at work. 17-point lead. Ball at halftime. And just the, the coaching staff special. Whether it's just lunacy at the end of the game. Clock management. Weird timeouts. Odd fourth and one calls. Weirder third and two calls. Not having your guys ready to make winning plays. Not having your guys ready to make easy plays it's coaching it's coaching and look Sunday through Friday Mel can still get this turnaround I think because this is the best recruiting has ever been at Michigan State and like I said and it's not a joke either when I say that he's going to have a lot of time to recruit in person in December that's not a joke he really will and this is the only thing that's going to save Michigan State to get out of this hole, is recruiting, getting good athletes to Michigan State. Because we also damn well know that they have to be good athletes coming in because I don't know if there's any development that's going to be happening once they get here. Anyway, all right, let's get to the basketball team. That's a team that had a big lead and didn't choke it away completely like the Michigan State football team. But first, hey, (laughs) this is a fun little segment here. Nissan Thrilling Moments. All right, this week's Thrilling Moment in college football is brought to you by Nissan. The thrilling designs behind the new lineup from Nissan are intended to empower drivers in vehicles as capable as the drivers themselves. When I think of unbelievable abilities on the field for this week's Thrilling Moment, it has to be... Why are we doing this segment? <laughs> oh, man. Um, it has to be anytime Keon Coleman touched the ball, which was only the first half. He's the best player on the field. He gets work done every single time the ball is thrown to him. And then, I don't know, know, we're just going to throw the ball to him one or two times. But no, Keon Coleman Coleman is a thrilling moment just embodied within himself. And another thrilling moment is, I don't know, when 
MSU blocked the field goal in overtime to just prolong our misery before we met our inevitable demise. Anyway, this segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the new frontier. Armada or Pathfinder today available now at Nissan.com. Michigan State was up a scrillion points against Villanova and didn't lose. And you know what? I get it. If you were bothered by that, I guess, the, uh, okay, well, that was a weird way to end the game. They didn't close it out correctly. I get that there's a minority that maybe is a little hung up on that, but I, this is what you get with basketball. And also football, too, should the football team have closed out their game against Indiana. Like, you can have those odd finishes where you take off the last five minutes, seemingly. You deserve to do that if you have built up such a cushion in the first 35 minutes. And that's what Michigan State did. The basketball team, that is. I'm not panicked at all by how that game ended. It, it was a weird finish. Villanova could not miss any of their shots. Jaden Akins was out for the last few minutes. And right now, as we record on Sunday night, nothing definitive about his injury. Although, when he did go to the bench, he was... The body language that he gave to Tom Izzo was as if, like, don't worry about it... The foot, that is, like, I just tweaked my ankle or something. But we'll see in the future what happens this week. But let's talk about the first 35 minutes because that was the winning time for Michigan State. And they played as good as you could have hoped against Villanova, especially after such a slow start. And especially after getting nothing from the center position. And no, this isn't me bagging on the centers. You know, Mike Sissoko, Jackson Kohler. Carson Cooper, they combined for, what was it? I Let me look it up really quick. It was, yeah, one point from Mati Sissoko. Yeah, one point combined from your center position. Look, Mati Sissoko's played so good this year, I'm not going to ride him. You didn't get anything from your center position, but yet you still won that game in definitive fashion the first 35 minutes, that is. And that was in credit to everyone else on the court. Look, I know Villanova's game plan was when A.J. Hogarth has the ball outside the perimeter, sag off of him. And honestly, it's probably the right game plan because A.J. Hogarth is a horrendous three-point shooter career-wise. However, on Friday night, three of six, he dotted Villanova. They dared him to shoot. And you know what? A.J. Hogarth's got that dog in him, and he sprung at three three-pointers on them, and that was the difference in the game. You know, I, he had two of those in the first half, and Michigan State was in the driver's seat in the first half. Beyond that, look, Joey Hauser, incredible first half as well. Awesome to see him play with confidence, and this is something that we talked about with Graham Couch. He was very rarely on Villanova's center, Dixon, the entire game, and that might have helped with his confidence. Because this is, you know, something that Graham Couch said, and this is something that we've seen, is that Joey Hauser is not going to go up against a lot of fives this year like he did last year. And maybe this is going to help him out on the offensive end. So, that was brilliant to see. Bully Call, fine game, awesome. Tyson Walker, just, it is amazing to see Tyson Walker shoot 14 shots, to shoot six three pointers yeah sure it's awesome to see you make three of those as well but this was a guy that was a career plus 
40% three-point shooter. But was kind of timid last year. And now this year, he knows that he's kind of got to be the guy this year. So to see him take the game under his wing, put it in control, shoot those shots, like, that's great. God, I love that. It's awesome. So it was a great win. I know it got hairy at the end, but Villanova is a preseason top 25 team. And yes, they did not have their two best players in Cam Whitmore, Justin Moore, but you play who you play. You got a win despite getting nothing from your center position. And at the other end of the court, they had their center have a career day against you and you still weather that storm. That's a great win. And the atmosphere too at Presence Center was absolutely rocking. You talk about a nice curtain call. For the last home game for just about a month, Izzo was rocking, sensational. Everywhere else just seemed to be just absolutely positively popping. So, yeah, I, I get it. It was a very close game at the end, but I take nothing but positives from that game. And one of these days, maybe a center won't have a career day against you. I thought we were going to get a break without playing Shibway or Drew Timmy of Gonzaga. But, hey, you know... That kid had a great game for Villanova, but hey, he still weathered the storm. So there you have it. We got the PK-85 coming up. And to better prepare you for that, we have Robbie Hummel coming up this week. It's going to be an awesome episode. Obviously, former Purdue player, current ESPN analyst. I cannot wait to talk with Robbie. Thank you for tuning in to Locked on Spartans. Thank you for putting up with my voice that is fading by the second and thanks for putting up with recaps of that football game. Um, I'll get over it one day, but today's not the day. Um, actually, no, it's never going to be that day. All right, until then, hey, catch you later. Love you all. Go Green.